This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. The truth is, everything serves us in one form or another. Nothing is inherently bad or good, but rather neutral. It's us that gives it the context. Valeria Tellis interviews Lonson Gray, a certified professional integrative coach and speaker. Lonson Gray is a certified professional integrative coach. He combines his knowledge, skills, and experience into a unique offering to help creative leaders work through challenges and carve a path towards their desires. He takes an integrative approach to development, utilizing movement, games, and immersive techniques to help experience shifts in perspective and become more self-generative. He enjoys exploring a diverse set of interests and finding ways to combine them into new offerings. Lonson Gray is committed to his vision, which is to foster deep transformational experiences for individuals and groups, helping them to live their truth. His story has a lot to do with integrating power, freedom, and a healthy self-image. At a young age, he didn't know what it was like to have a sense of power. There was a skewed version traveling through his lineage, only to end up on his doorstep. Lonson's dad was a rather intensely scary individual. This made it rather difficult to embody, let alone understand, what a healthy sense of power was. Through his early years, he learned to be subservient, to not rock the boat. He also did a lot of spiritual bypassing as he swore he would never be like him. For years, he managed to avoid difficult emotions, choosing instead to swallow the grenade. It worked until he came across the right relationship that brought up all the things he was avoiding. For the first time in his life, he started to experience rage-filled outbursts. At the time, he didn't know that he could experience emotions without having to act on them. He would often lose control, screaming at the top of his lungs when he felt violated. This was always followed by feelings of guilt and shame, with lots of self-judgment. Today, he's in a much different place. He is experiencing what true power is, which is the power of directed focus and choice, while experiencing a true sense of sovereignty and personal authority. Meet Lonson at trueembodiment.com. Here is the interview with Lonson Gray. In your own words, who is Lonson Gray? Ooh, yes, Lonson Gray. Uh, to be honest, I'm I'm still discovering who Lonson Gray is, and at the same time, the concept of who Lonson Gray is has changed a lot. To be one of an explorer, somebody who is in love with living life, who is in love with connecting, who's in love with. Uh, exploring different ideas and yeah, Jenna has a genuine uh, desire to really 
do transformation on on more of the creative artistic level so yeah oh i love that Lanson. yeah creating anything that can be transformative right this transformative power in creativity it's, it's just amazing i, I find that it, it's less like there's a lot of heady um information out there right now and um, i found for myself that uh, sometimes it, it helps, but other times, you know, it's it's just good to get into the state of play because uh, we're open, we're more receptive, we take information in differently, and it, for me, at least, it lands differently. What is your idea of true power? Mm, I love that question. Yeah, for me, true power is coming from center, that source of all um it's a resonance that comes from the, the deepest aspect of ourselves that is is it's not based on mind but more sensing into our experience from that zero point within and emanating that out once we're present in that once we are grounded in that it's like it opens it up to synchronicity um ideas as we were talking about earlier just just like things start flowing very differently so, you know, as opposed to being in my, uh, in our heads and uh, a lot of times that's when we start to force things and expect things to happen. And, you know, uh, it, it just kind of flips the, the, the picture to when we're trying a lot more than we actually need to. How did you come to these understandings, Lassen? To be honest with you, it's like a, a part of like a, Myers-Briggs, I'm sure you're familiar with that. I have, I'm an INFJ on the Myers-Briggs spectrum means that, you know, I do a lot of introspection, like how I view the world is I take things in very deeply and, you know, through trial and error. So, uh, yeah, that in, in correlation with like working with different clients and seeing some similarities. So sitting with these problems and challenges for a while. Uh, and then my work in embodiment, I, you know, spent a lot of time on the dance floor moving and really noticing the difference when I was fully immersed in my body and how challenges that seemed so big just sort of melted away. And yeah, it's like things start looking very differently. That's the destination, if there is one, really, to um, embody what we believe in, the things that's in our hearts. And dancing, it's a wonderful way of sensing that, feeling that, those energies. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, and part of my journey, especially right now, it's really about understanding, like really anchoring into trust in that regard. Uh, you know, even amongst all of the the the, the uh, pressures of life, to still be able to come back in and and re recognize that everything's okay. Do you see a distinction between surrendering, um, letting go, and trusting, as opposed to giving up? Yes, I do. I do. Like so, um, surrendering is, in, in my words, would be like to surrender to the greater self, that deeper part of us that is connected to that super conscious element. Whereas giving up is is um, more of the smaller mind refusing to take the next step or right. not wanting to take the next step out of fear. Do you think that love and fear are opposites? I, I feel like it's part of the same spectrum uh, because it's like once we go into fear, that fear, that, 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 that sense of uh, 
anxiety that's produced in the body flips to excitement. So it's, it feels like a different, pers- it's just perspective based, right? But yeah. What is your idea of balance, Lawson? Is there such a thing as being balanced or living a balanced life? Mm, yeah, living a balanced life. I, uh, to be honest with you, for me, it, there's times that it's very unbalanced. Um, you know, sometimes I'm working more than than other times, but then there is moments where there is times for, uh, you know, even taking a walk, a retreat, whatever it is. So it may not be balanced in the moment, but through the sum total of our experience, if we're, you know, kind of aligned with heart-centered people, we do tend to open up to it. Well, I can't wait to talk to you about this idea of um, good and bad and uh, perception, but in a moment, <laughs> that'll be the second section. For now, let me ask you another question. The warm-up questions is the purpose of life. What do you think the purpose of the human experiment is? To continue the experiment. So I see like... A lot of times I see like these, I get these visions, but with the purpose of life, because I've asked that question, it's like almost like there's this amoeba and there's these long tendrils of experience that go out into, um, into the, the consciousness. And as we're experiencing, we're sending information back to that center point, which is, is further learning from all of the different experiences of all of the, the consciousness out So we're a part of that consciousness expansion. At this time, what do you think is, or what is the purpose of your life? What do you feel life is calling you to do? Yeah, so mine is, is to integrate the creativity into my work. Like I, as I said before, I see a lot of people taking in more of a, 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 a cognitive level, you know, like really trying to understand things differently and, and, and give information. Whereas for me, I want to take people through experiences that help them to connect to the parts that they need to themselves. That's kind of my, that's what I get really turned on about. So I'll be asking you questions about your coaching services in a moment. That'll be the second section too. And before that, let me see, I do have some more questions for you, Lawson. Yeah. Healing. What is healing to you? And what are some of the misconceptions we have about it? Ooh, yes. Yeah, well, healing, I think, is going into that the, the darker parts of ourselves or the parts that we have um, inconsistent ideas about and revisiting them to love them out into the open. So, you know, as an example, yeah, I, ha- I had a lot of trouble with um, just accepting myself and not being hard on myself. And through these past years, I've been doing work around that to see that, yeah, it's not, life doesn't have to be based on um, kind of like uh, driving me forward with the stick. So, you know, bringing that, these aspects into consciousness and really looking at them so that I can release from that. And, and as you said earlier, self-love, right? It's like providing that lubrication to to see that it's, it does, it's not a harsh experience. It's just the perspective that I was holding. Oh, yeah. Belief systems and you know, all false beliefs, uh, limiting beliefs, as we call it. And yeah, going back to love, to me, is fundamental. The unconditional self-love piece. It's, yes. it's yeah. so basic. 
Yeah. Well, and that's that it's like with what you said earlier, that's, that's the, like the unconditional was the word that really um, hit me there. That's so interesting. Self-acceptance. Why do you think it's so challenging for us? Because just how the world is set up. I mean, we, we, you know, like from young, it's, we get indoctrinated into a system where school, you know, you got to put your hand up. You, you, if you get the wrong answer, there's like a red mark on your page. So it's like, there's so much uh, in our minds that it's like, you have to get it right the first time when, you know, life is really based on experimentation. It's like uh, how nature works, even, you know, you look at that and it's just like, it's amazing just how certain plants will even complement other plants when it's even like you're looking at, say, permaculture, just things have a way of flowing and they don't need to be pushed. Mm, they don't need to be perfect, right? No, and they're exactly. Beautiful, I mean, incredible. I'm glad you mentioned that because I do mention often in this podcast about nature that we are nature. Mm-hmm. I see that myself before, yeah, many years ago. Not many, not too many though. I'm 44 now, so my journey started at 37, not too long ago. And and I remember this perfectionism idea, trying to fit in one. Uh, not accepting myself for so many reasons. What a journey, <laughs> but yeah. it's worth it, isn't it, Lawson, to self-discovery? Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, well, and especially, you know, like, um, and and not that, that men have it worse, but I think that we've, we've bought into certain beliefs that have taken us farther away, whereas, you know, I find a lot of women are, it's, it's so intuitive for them to understand. And I think that's why, you know, we're moving into this, this, this time where it's like a lot more women leaders because it's like that, that's it. Connecting back in understanding that, you know, it's not just about putting on a brave face, but that, you know, we can be, be truthful. We don't have to be perfect all the time. And that's what we need to go back to that balance of energies right within ourselves, the feminine and masculine coming together. We all have that. So true. Yeah, you gave me goosebumps too on that one <laughs> because it's beautiful. Yeah, I have. I see my husband too, that he um, struggles a lot with that, trying to put up that, that image of tough man, you know, and doing things in, in a certain way just because he has been taught that way and he suffers. Well, totally. That, yeah, I was just going to say that. Like, you know, it's it's easy to put on a brave face, but inside, you know, very depressed, broken down. And uh, yeah, it's I and, and feeling because it's like we don't we're not necessarily uh, community based as men. Uh, you know, we're we more like retreat and deal with things on our own. But through through my coaching, I've come to realize that a lot of these concepts that I had is prevalent amongst the masculine population. So, yeah, that's interesting that you say that. Yeah, that makes sense. Women, we come together easily. It's so much easier for us to just talk about anything and laugh. And But for men, it's different. I've seen that too around me. And that is sad. So do you feel like this is changing now? This is a different Yeah. Time? Oh, yeah. 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 There's a lot more um, realization that it's it's like in, in there's a lot more men's groups popping up. There's a lot more men doing retreats and such. You know, there's still a ways to go. But um, like, you know, say five years ago, I would be one of the only men in like a woman in a, in a healing group. And it wasn't for women. But and now I'm seeing a lot more men joining in and such. So, yeah, it's good. 
what do you love most about being in a human body? And uh, what has been the greatest challenge for you? Ooh, beautiful questions. Yeah, I love actually to be able to experience life in its fullness. Like to, you know, I mean, I'm not definitely not always in a state of presence, but once the moments when I'm there, you know, seeing a sunrise and really being able to take that in, it's just, it, it puts you in this timeless state. And, you know, that it's like gratitude is instantly accessible. And, you know, it's, and then, uh, uh, second question was about challenge, was it? Yes, the greatest challenges or challenge that you have had in the human body. Yeah, it's been to accept life, like accept the the challenges as actually positive things that 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 are helping me. Um, I've had a lot of resistance to change and not being able to fully step into to my moment because I've, you know, was holding myself back based on ideas I was carrying forward. So yeah, that and fully coming into my body. Um, I've been very disconnected at, at moments and yeah, through the later part of my life now, I'm really honoring that. And that's what healing is all about. Yeah. Feeling our feelings, honoring everything being willing to go there, which is to me is just beautiful work. <laughs> but now it is. But for some of us, it's, uh, it's still scary, isn't it? To go deeper. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's just it. Because I had, excuse me, I had resistance in the beginning to feeling those darker feelings. But, uh, you know, because it, you know, what makes it difficult is because of, of what the stories the mind gives it. But it's like if we could just feel the, the feels without giving it any sort of story meaning, then it makes it easy. We get through it and all of a sudden it's like, okay, there's sunshine again. What is the meaning of freedom to you? What is to be free? Yeah, to be able to make decisions from uh, the internal perspective and less from uh, what's happening externally. So, you know, like based on, on desire, um, freedom of choice based on desire. Uh, not having uh, limitations placed upon, but um, seeing that everything's accessible. Just some things may not be accessible now because there's timing, yeah. but yeah, no, nothing is beyond limit. That's a beautiful message. Everything's possible. Yeah, we just, it's a matter of imagination, isn't it? If we can imagine, yeah, we can get there. Or we can be there now, actually. If we can imagine now, we're already there in the way. <laughs> so true. So true. But uh, yeah, I, and lately it's been really dropping into the feeling of that. I'm finding like the more that I explore and get different um, connecting points to understand what different contrasts are, it's easier to drop into that sense of knowing. Yeah. Whereas how I used to do it before <laughs> was try and like uh, imagine through just my head. <laughs> Right. And, right. you know, it's like all that I can, I can kind of get the concept, but not as much as when I'm like in different experiences to feel it, too. That's your coaching techniques, right? I love the embodiment piece. That's so, yeah, I love that. So talk to me for a moment about that since we are already on this path. The techniques you use and how can we find you, hire you online, in person? Yeah, amazing. Yeah, so I do uh, basically embodiment, like uh, coaching. Well, okay, so it's called integrative coaching, but it's like, it's really a process of deep inquiry and uh, not really providing the answers to the client, but have them 
uh, ask the right questions so that they can access within themselves those answers. And uh, embodiment comes into that where there's different, I, I utilize a lot of different breathing activities, but not just for the sake of relaxation, but to help bring in different answers, like them accessing the answers for themselves. And yeah, like you can find me online and my website is True Embodiment. And uh, yeah, I'm, I, drop me a line anytime and go from there. Going back to the breath and guiding others is not teaching them how to think, how to feel or what to be, but they're actually talking to themselves in a way. Exactly. Right? I love that. That's real teaching to me. Yeah. Well, because it's like once we come into that sensory experience and we loosen the grip on thinking, it's we're automatically start connecting into our center and therefore, you know, no better information. I, it's, it's profound. It, it, like I, I've had these group experiences with clients where even myself as the one facilitating the experience is profoundly affected by the answers that they're coming up with. Because the intent of what I set up the group for changes completely for each person that's partaking in it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, going through those experiences and seeing that, you know, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's an infinite intelligence inside of each of us. And right. once we know how to access that, right. you know, it will provide not just information, but information specific to each person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can't beat that as opposed to me, say, taking the role as the teacher and telling somebody something which is filtered through my own experience and right. can be very different for them. That's uh, intuitive work. I know you call it um, integrative, but that makes sense too, because you're integrating all parts of us. So everything's it's once coming together. And yeah, we know that that place of infinite intelligence has all the answers. Exactly. And it's, you know, I, I find what gets in the way of people getting there is because of the doubt that the mind carries right so it's like we get these little subtle impulses or hits or maybe just a flash of something but the second it's like we doubt it or we question it it goes away so it, it helps to be in a container or around other people who who are honoring that process because then it, it makes it stronger in us and it does right in the way it activates something in us that deeper place and it's an activation or um yeah, there's something about it. It's an inspiration, I guess. It gives us inspiration to flourish, to access truth. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, well said. I love what you said earlier about the sunset and the breath that you said earlier, but gratitude, that's another mm. amazing space to be, right, Lawson, with the mind. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Gratitude. Yeah. And to be quite honest with you, that's one area I'm still working on. Like, um, uh, cause I, I find like, okay, so part of my practice is like a morning gratitude, something, but what in my haste, sometimes I don't really feel it all the way through, you know, and then it's just like, it stays in my head, but, uh, yeah, no, gratitude is absolutely important. That's when we know that the path is open up. Yeah. The heart is mm. open. Mm. when we are able to be grateful for everything and, and and then joy arises too it's easy to be happy <laughs> it's so much easier so true you sent me a piece the title is life provides the content you give it context so 
talk to me about those stories that's in our heads that we often tell ourselves. And do you connect those stories to belief systems, values, memories, and perception, or they are somehow different? Yes, I do, actually. Um, so, okay, so like, I mean, for myself, some of my uh, limiting beliefs have been around not being good enough. And, you know, um, it's amazing because it's like I would see experience, my experience would mirror that you know, and, and I would, I would tend to believe that until it was like, I started dropping in to see that. Yeah. If I, what happens if that's not there, that belief isn't there, you know, and, and, and what are more powerful questions that could potentially unleash more. So as that's happening, it's, it changes the experience. And, you know, it's, it's also based on desire. I feel like a big part of it is, you know, what we're wanting. Um, and, 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 and from there, it's like life starts sending us these different situations to kind of like make us aware of what needs to, uh, evolve within us in order to meet that, that mm. thing that we're asking for. You talk in that article, you talk about releasing uh, past yeah. and being more present. So that's really important. I mean, I know your coaching sessions, that's what you offer. But for people who are listening now, if they want to know one thing that could help them to release themselves from the past and live more in the present, what would that be? Just to have an open curiosity with the, the aspects or the, the parts that they feel are off or broken inside of them to to be able to explore that from a, a curious nature because it's, it's like those ideas that we have about ourselves are, are, are not true. Right. But we have to discover that along our journey, no matter how many people around us could say, Oh, that's not the case. It has to come from within. So, yeah. And some people say that we need to be ready. Oh, the timing is very important. Do you think it's a matter of time really, or choosing? Yeah, well, uh, choice, but at the same time, um, there there is there is divine timing, and, and like you you have to have the space to be able to um, work on this. Like I'm thinking of one particular client right now, and they were super swamped in their life, and you know we had to create the space for her to actually um, begin to explore these deeper questions, right? Nice. Whereas if you're trying to do it in the flow of being busy, it's, you're not going to be able to go as deep. So I, I would, I would agree with that, that timing is important as well. 2020 has been this interesting time, right? Of pause. And a lot of people say that, oh, I was able to reflect more about what matters in life. What do you think about 2020, Lawson? Is this something that has to do with the divine forces? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I it, it, like for me, it feels like the veil is being lifted. And yeah. really, we are being individually and collectively, we're being asked to look at the truth of who we are, right. and the situations where things have not been in alignment for us, or we have not liked certain situations to recognize that we are the creator of these experiences. Right. And you know, it's it's almost like to put trust back into that deeper part of ourselves, mm. that that center point. And so, yeah, it's it, it feels like there's definitely a divine um, intent behind 
all of this stuff happening, even if on the surface it looks negative, but you know, through any sort of transformational process, there is there is a period of struggle or um, tension. So that's true, and it has been said about uh, giving birth that's um, labor. It's painful, but that's what it is, right? A new life is emerging. So such a good analogy. Yes, so true. Not that I'm. I know what it feels like, but. I don't know what it feels like, but I heard enough times. That makes sense. It kind of makes a lot of sense. Another question I have for you is about the signs. How do we know when the stories we tell ourselves are not serving us? Uh, because our, our experience of the world starts to shrink. Um, it's like, you know, for myself, I, I tend to get into this tunnel vision. Uh, I'm not experiencing life anymore. I'm more um, thinking about it. And so it's like the lights kind of narrows and I'm just become really hyper-focused on a certain aspect. Whereas when things are open, it's, it's, you know, there's a, there's a feeling behind that. There's like, Oh, it's, you know, the, the problems aren't as big. And I know that there are many techniques and I hear about breathing is a very important one and meditation. Do you meditate? I do. Yes. Yeah. 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 I find meditation is really good for stilling the, the, the mind yeah. so that we can access the heart. Because it feels like the heart needs that space. It needs that pause. It needs to rest. Or oh, it's a very slow kind of pace, right? Lawson, the, the heart's reality. It's not fast paced. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I, to be honest with you, what I feel like the heart is more improvisational. I feel like um, just in the work I've done, it's just like once we're in line with life, we're more willing to go with the flow and be um, willing to improvise with it. Right. So there's this sense of movement in the heart, whereas for the mind, is it's the stillness. So it's like to understand that, you know, like when we're manifesting, it's not just about staying still and, you know, thinking something into being, but there's going to have to be an engagement and interaction with life in order to bring about these possibilities that can, can just uh, seem to come out of nowhere, but it's really, we're, we're in line with our truth and things come through. That is so true. I love that you said that. So improvise in a sense of being spontaneous and playful, just not taking everything too seriously, ourselves and everything else in life itself, others or what we do. Being open. I love that. Of course, I yes. love that. <laughs> but um, it's not so easy when we have a lot of responsibility and then we get so serious. But then it's important to remember, right? It's all about remembrance too, going back. Yeah. And practice. It's just like, you know, just like everything else, it's a muscle that has to be built and are, are, are strengthened. It's, you know, and so it's it, the more that we're engaging in this through our daily practices, the more that it becomes easier to access. True. So true. I love your wisdom. Thank you, Lawson. Thank you. The article you sent me says the truth is everything serves us in one form or another. Nothing is inherently bad or good, but rather neutral. It is us that gives it the contest. So this idea of everything serves us and nothing's really good or bad, that's a very profound understanding of life. 
that might be like the last step if there is one advanced class on spirituality. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. How did you come to this idea, to this um, understanding? That's a profound one. Well, uh, yeah, lots of self-reflection, but most, like as I said before, like seeing it in people that I was working with, and just how the as the perspective, the inner perspective changes, so too does you know the the reality. So I mean, it's it's not like you could look at two people with the same challenges, and it's how they're they're going through it, you know, um, that ultimately determines the opportunities that are going to come up. Um, you know, how, what sort of stuff happens with them. And for myself, even it's like, I've seen, um, where it's like, okay, having a bad day. Like I had this one situation happen where it was, it felt like nothing was working and I was getting frustrated and, you know, these, these ideas in my head, but so I was, I, I was, uh, making myself a drink and I had my finger, uh, I had one hand on the door and the other hand was closing the door. And I saw it happen that I closed my hand on the other hand. Right. And I was like, how did I do it? Why did that happen? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so it's like, I, I'm it, those, it's like mm-hmm. almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy that's, right. you know, that belief kind of like translates out into the outer world or through our body and reflects back the, the quality of thought and being that we're engaged in. And that seems to me, like a very simple idea, right? Like whatever you believe in will manifest. So why don't most of us, because that's very accessible to everyone. We hear that all the time. And I wonder why it's so, um, yeah, most of us don't get there, don't get to live that, yeah, a different reality. Yeah, well, because of the history of, you know, how, like I said, we've been in, in like indoctrinated into the system where it's all about thinking, um, the end result, all of these things that anchor us in the mind, whereas where we're heading now, you know, it's, it's really about understanding just how important well-being is, our experience, self-love, all of these new uh, things that you've mentioned, you know, are, are coming into greater perspective for the entire planet, it seems. I'm really happy to know that's changing. You know, I talk to a lot of people and they say that, yeah, we are moving into a different space now. Yeah, well, it gives me hope, right? There's so many yeah. different, like more powerful questions being asked now, you know, and amongst groups like, okay, you know, I was a part of this uh, group regarding change in schools and, you know, from people from all walks of life asking, okay, but that's how it has been done. But is this mm. the best way moving forward? Right. I went to your website and I noticed you have a blog post titled uh, The Power of Intention. Yeah, talk to me for a moment about that, Lawson. Yeah, well, uh-huh. I... Uh, so this is actually was introduced to me by a friend. Um, she does deals a lot with astrology and such, but like intention, uh, working through the lens of embodiment is so powerful. Um, so like as an example, um, I planted a plant, uh, on a full moon. And so I've been doing a lot of work with that plant and it came up, it's, it, it broke ground literally five days after. And so I took it into my meditations. I was like, uh, doing a lot of loving thoughts to it. And yeah, it's, it's by creating that feeling and emanating that out. It's like our heart sends out that pulse and it connects with 
consciousness and life externally. So it's, yeah, it was an amazing experience. Yeah, and you can see that. I saw the pictures. Yeah, it's amazing. I'll have the link to that blog post too, since we talked oh, cool. about it on, on a podcast yeah. profile. I have these ending questions for you, but before that, would you like to add anything? No, this has just been a very beautiful conversation. And I, yeah, thank you for, you know, not only asking the questions, but also partaking in it and bringing your wisdom into it because yeah it just uh it, it, it helps something inside of me just like i'm very inspired by this conversation even. how do you define success these days what is to be successful to you yeah so success to me now is like really anchoring into who i am um allowing for that 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 improvisational element to enter more and to be able to surrender into my moments and and trust deeper deeper into life so i have three more questions what is another word for healing uh acceptance i would say it's like yeah especially self-acceptance it's like the more that we can accept ourselves like all the different aspects that 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 present yeah it's just like the more healing comes about And two more questions. If you knew you would leave the body soon, would you make any change or do anything in a different way? Mm. The one thing that's coming to mind now is just, I think, um, yeah, just connect, like letting certain people in my life know the impact that they've had on me. Um, you know, so I, I did that with a few people already, uh, including my mom, but I think I could go farther with that. Like, you know, I'm thinking of just even my friends, my friend circle and such and just how they've impacted my experience. Cause I, yeah, you know, oftentimes actually this is coming up through this conversation with you, but something about even having this conversation that's making me realize just how much, you know, to, to, to having that impact is so important that we're not just here, but that there's, there is something taking place that needs to be, um, honored and respected. Uh, so what came to me was gratitude. It's an expression of gratitude, deep gratitude for life itself, yeah, for everything in it. That's beautiful. Thank you, Lesson, for the inspiration too. And my last question is what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? Yeah, that uh well we're born that we have the opportunity now to experience and that we are going to depart one day. And so, you know, we want to do the best we can with what we have, but leaning towards growth so that by the time we lay our head to the rest of the final time that it, it you know, there's nothing that we're, we're going into the, the state of death in peace, joy, acceptance rather than resistance. I mean, I don't see anything more beautiful and graceful than that. Yeah, that, that moment of leaving the body that we just let go and we have done. I mean, we have understood those deeper truths that life is love. And then we just surrender to love, basically, go back to love. Ooh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's, yeah. Give me shivers with that one. And if we can do that throughout life, that's it. Like if we can live and die in such a way. Yeah, that's the legacy, isn't it? The human legacy. The new one. Uh, hopefully the new one. 
Thank you so much, Lassen, for this conversation, your beautiful presence, peaceful and clear, the wisdom that you share, the work you do. Thank you so much. Thank you too, Valeria, for the work you do and just yeah, the opportunity to have such a beautiful conversation with you. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your work, services and future projects? Yeah, so I'm on, um, not only on my website at trueembodiment.com, but I also have uh, Instagram under the same name. And uh, yeah, other words, even just a Google search and my information will come up too. So thank you so much again, Lesson, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good, Valerie. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Lanson Gray and his work, please visit trueembodiment.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.